I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Turned out it was. We've got them on the run, ladies and gents. Welcome to the Football Ramble. The bastards are backtracking and the revolt is underway. It's Wednesday, 21st of April. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Big Donaldson. And I'm Vidushina Hunteraja. Well, I hope you're happy with yourselves. I've got to go to JP Morgan to talk to Dave tomorrow and he's going to cry and that's going to make squash on Friday very difficult. Very difficult indeed, I'd like, Fish and Marcus. I'd like Do you know the Nespresso machines that are being smashed right now? I, cannot, head I cannot imagine it. I cannot imagine it. The state it. of the executive toilets. I hope Mr Morgan... Shit's is... made all over the walls. They're having breakdowns left, right and the centre. I hope Mr Morgan is doing okay. Charlie. Um, to quote Pete Donaldson yesterday before it all unravels, 
just just let them get on with it. <laughs> just let them okay. get on with it. Okay. Let Again, get on with it. maybe the tone wasn't accurate, but let that's what you said. Let them get on with it. <laughs> they had a dream, yeah. <laughs> Is it any coincidence, though, before it really, really started to unravel, that a very important and powerful person said, I can absolutely not see it. I strongly say no, don't do it. That will take away the dream of football. Don't take away that dream for everyone who loves football. And after Sven said that, <laughs> the that, house sounded, of cards that fell. sounded like the lyrics from a Euro '96 uh, England song that we never heard. <laughs> yeah. Oh dearie me! Because I mean, he, 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 he hates a buck, doesn't he? <laughs> well, indeed, indeed. Um, but I mean, my goodness, gentlemen, it has been an extraordinary. What is it? Sort of forty-eight or seventy-two hours in the I'll, world. I'll, of I'll restart my impression. Hello, this is John W. Henry. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry. sorry. <laughs> to, sorry to Jargon. I want to say sorry to Jargon. Yeah, it looks Jargon. like looks like I'll be walking alone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, My goodness, Vish. Sum it all up for us in a sentence or two. <laughs> Some really rich people mm. proved once again yes. that making a lot of money yeah. doesn't necessarily require intelligence. That's right. Or the capacity to be organised. Yes, it's funny you say that. And it that. makes me wonder why I'm not rich, to be honest. <laughs> I was going to say, exactly. like, <laughs> you have to be that, if, if you're that chaotic and stupid and you get to be billionaires, you say, why are more of us not doing that? I don't know. <laughs> um, Jonathan Northcroft, the journalist, tweeted, Martin Yoll always said, nothing in football is what it seems. What he meant was that behind the glitz the, and, the, and all the glamour, the game was a lot more amateurish than you could imagine. What a clown show this 4.2 billion Super League of the world's greatest clubs has turned out to be. To, to be fair. And I think that's a good point. Newcastle uh, Premier Mike Ashley has said that before. He said he he's worked in some pretty like weird little kind of uh, organisations and worked with some absolute cowboys, but it's nothing compared to what he experienced inside football. It really it is. It's a joke the, in there. The, the bluff <laughs> has been called, but my goodness, this is just... It, I mean, it is so pathetic, really, isn't it, when you look at it? Yeah, it, it, it is. Uh, I think that's absolutely right in terms of, well, I mean, it's right in the sense that the, the football industry at the upper echelons is is an absolute mess. Mm. And I think what we should take away from that is that we need to clean it up. As much as Tuesday night was, was a victory, I, I feel like it's one of those ones where you celebrate for one night and, and yeah. you start up. We start up again in the morning. Oh, it's because, not over because there's a reason that cowboys thrive mm-hmm. in that area and and get away with it. Because I think fundamentally, while this is brilliant, I am worried that they're all going to get away with it because mm. we saw how powerful the fan protests were yesterday and the fact that the government got involved and you know that's all great for showing off you know or rather you know seeing off this threat, but. I mean, the game is broken. That's what we've seen over yeah. the last 48 hours. Well, and, and, and it's who takes advantage of that. Yeah, exactly. And, and while, while those six clubs will be reeling, mm-hmm. you know, let's not be fools here, the, there are plenty more and many more within those organisations who are still plotting. Yeah, yeah. We, we don't suddenly go back to UEFA, Peter, do we? And say, oh, thank goodness, we've yeah. been into your arms. As <laughs> no. Somebody wrote, um, was it maybe McGill Delaney or, or Martin Samuel said, uh, your, um, your, your, the enemy of your enemy is not necessarily your friend. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no party in this, and I even include myself in this, 
uh, are yeah. not um, problematic. <laughs> if you know Amazing, I mean. you've managed to damn yourself with this. Yes, exactly. Uh-huh. With, with with less than fair press, I do get the singing feeling that, that that we had one public veto on something and we've wasted it on this aspect of football. <laughs> we could have done so much good with with this political. We could have, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, a lot of these footballers who are complaining that 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 that, that their working conditions mm-hmm. haven't been taken into consideration will be going on to mm-hmm. play at a World Cup. In stadiums that have been built um, over the bodies of, uh, mm-hmm. uh, of dead people, so it's it, it's. I do feel like um, yes, this is an important victory, mm-hmm. but I I think I, I made myself very clear yesterday. I could have given less of a shit whether this went ahead or not. Get get do it, don't do it. I don't care. Be careful because you're desperately trying to put yourself on the wrong side of history. I have to talk <laughs> you down from that. No, but you say that about the fans. But it, could this be an awakening though? For, for for fans, certainly in this country, I understand with the Qatar business. I think that's that that ship sailed sadly. But uh, when you, I think the fans have thought to themselves, no bollocks. There has to be a line drawn in the sand somewhere. And actually, when people do get a bit of taste of the biscuit and so on, and we see that the German clubs said no to this when they could have said yes, mm. do fans sort of think, hang on a minute, maybe we do have more of a say. Maybe we do have a bit more power. Mm. Um, you don't want to go power mad of course but you know because we've often said on this podcast with regards to ticket prices with regards to other things don't turn up to football and i understand people have paid for their season tickets and so on but it's a short it's it's a it's it's a, it's a bit of a downturn in the short term for a, a, a hopefully a long term because if if again we said this seasons ago if, if if teams are turning out in front of empty stadiums clubs may think oh actually hang on a minute they might have to sit up and take note so they have taken note this time is this a chance for fans to go, hang on a minute, we've got more of a say here and let's drill down into this? You know what? Um, I think that, but only after last night. Mm. Like, it was interesting. Um, after Monday's show, my partner came back home and she was like, I enjoyed that, but I resented the way you, you seemed resigned to it. And I explained to her that, that mm. I was like, well, I suppose you look at, you know, what governments have done in this mm. country and you look at just generally how football has operated all the way back, you know, to the advent of the Premier League, I, was, mm. I, I, I said to her, like, I just don't know how much we as fans, as football people can do. But isn't that the problem, though, that people think that? Well, exactly. And, and, I, and I did think that. And I was resigned to it on, on Monday. And then I saw what happened yesterday. And mm. I thought, well, actually, maybe. And I don't just mean the uh, images outside of Stamford Bridge last night. I mean the way that, you know, the Arsenal Supporters Trust have got involved and got actively involved mm-hmm. in lobbying government as well. And, yeah, I... I I honestly kind of didn't see it coming because I didn't think there was necessarily the appetite to like get out there and disrupt. I mm. think when you when you see a lot of fundamental issues across the world, the best way to go against them is to fight as unsavory as that may be. And mm-hmm. that fight comes in many different forms, of course. Um, but but yet yesterday, Chelsea fans went out and, mm-hmm. and fought for something they believed in. 18 to 24 year old Chelsea fans, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. judging yeah. by some of the fans. As has Leeds fans and, and we think a few yeah, well, yes, fans. Yeah, 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 loads, yeah. loads, yeah. They did. They did sort of say um, in the, I think the athletic piece said the peaceful protest became a party in an instant as news quickly filtered through the crowd of Chelsea's decision to withdraw. Fuck Super League, and we've saved football. Quickly gave way to the more traditional songs in the Stamford Bridge repertoire. A chilling statement. A chilling, <laughs> <laughs> an absolutely chilling. <laughs> Good lord. But then I think like what <clears throat> the lesson to take from it as as football fans, and and I think maybe the problem over here is that we are largely ambivalent as football fans, yeah. unless we're wrong. But that's as what I a mean. club outright, yeah. And I so I suppose like what we what we've seen so far in the last forty eight hours is that there have been high level res- resignations because mm-hmm. of this. 
sponsors are ending uh, ending their relationship with clubs or seriously considering them at least. Mm-hmm. And I suppose you'd also, you know, fundamentally as football fans, we love it when a referee slips up. We're yeah. fucking loving the fact that these people who thought they owned the game have, have catastrophically mm-hmm. fucked up. Mm-hmm. But... You know, there is there is power there, and I think with all the, you know, with all the fucking statements that basically said, "Sorry about that. We'll probably do it again." Yeah. But maybe yeah. you understand why we want. Maybe to do we'll that. talk to the players this time, yeah. which seemed to be, you know, a lot of this is uh, 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 maybe that a few DMs uh, to players has worked uh, mm. this time uh, when it, in the past it may have been abused and and players weren't consulted and they are upset about not being consulted about their own working practices and, and mm. I'm, I make it clear that perhaps this will raise uh, the, the players into having some kind of social social conscience yep. on stuff outside of, of football, mm-hmm. which I think would be great. But I think yeah, it it, it, it I think fundamentally, as always, sponsors probably got probably got cold feet, and and, and mm-hmm. there was a there was a feeling in the air that that, that it might not be the commercial success mm-hmm. uh, that it is because they kicked up such a stink, and 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 obviously the supporters groups as well of massive, uh, not just the clubs outside of the of the, yeah. of the six, but the actual the ones that are actually involved in it and who find it very very distasteful, like massive fan base, massive vocal online fan yeah. bases. What well, if these people are going to treat fans in like between playing Call of Duty, obviously, of course, yeah. 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 <laughs> if these people are going to treat fans like customers, which is you know regrettable but obviously there is some sort of service and yeah, transaction yeah. involved so let's not be sort of too naive well actually what, what do the customers of other of elsewhere in in uh, you know in society you know when they're buying certain things or brands <clears> and whatnot <throat> brands and other um uh, you know companies don't want a bad reputation and we see this with various uh, campaigns whether it be black lives matter whether it be um you know on pride and so on do those do, do, do brands really care about uh, uh, those issues you'd like to think they would they certainly but, lead in in most in most spheres I, you know i used to live in old compton street yeah. the, the gay street next to chinatown in, yeah. in central london and even the five or six years that mm-hmm. i was there how much everything's changed the nando sign yeah. has always got the rainbow flag uh-huh. that, things like that but why did they change? Because probably of what customers were demanding and all that Demand kind of and also, you know, maybe uh, a lot of their marketing uh, companies are based in progressive areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's probably got a lot to do with it. There's and, a number and, of reasons. And, and, uh, yeah, and they're, and they're middle-class consumers themselves, the, the marketers, and they think it's a, it, it's the right thing to do. And and it's always led by commercial mm-hmm. pressure. It's never led... Yeah. It's rarely led by the conscience of someone in, in, in the boardroom. That's just the way it, it is. Exactly. That's the point I'm saying. Spot on. So... Treat the football clubs the same until we can get real ground. If that is the way, you know, we're hoping. I mean, Gary Neville was saying about, you know, look at the model in Germany. I, I mean, that is a long way away, I think. But if you can campaign and show clubs what you're thinking with these owners, then let them know because I think there is more power with with the fans. And like I say, I think once you get a taste of that biscuit, you think, hang on, we don't have to put up with all this sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a rally a, it's, just, it's just a veto on a very unpalatable, stupid idea. Yeah, it's one veto. It's one small. You're not going to change ownerships. These no, people no, 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 have no. bought clubs. Like you know, I say, that's that's a far own, away. So that kind of their names above the door. Yeah, of course, that's why that that kind of idea of oh, let's aim for that. That, yeah. that is that is a while away. Yeah. Um. But you know, it is good when when someone like Daniel Levy says, you know, we should thank. Uh, we should like to thank all the supporters who presented their considered opinions. Again, yeah. again, in, in like, watertight coffee bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, again, don't let them get away with that. Yeah, um, because they, if they really gave a shit, they would have considered the fans before. Then they would have. And so, like, I feel like I should say this as a, a Manchester United fan: mm-hmm. um, the way they have acted over the last, what, be a week now, mm-hmm. considering when when they started pushing this through. 
has been despicable. Yeah. And let's not forget that Manchester United, along with Liverpool, were the architects behind Project Big Picture. Mm-hmm. They were then one, uh, two of the three architects really pushing this through at the end of last week with Real Madrid. Um, and this kind of thing shouldn't be forgotten by what people might perceive to be a sincere apology, you know, mm-hmm. on t- on a Twitter video wearing mm-hmm. a gilet. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was absolutely no consideration for the fans there. People who, you know, match-going fans of Manchester United who've been through it under the Glazers know that there's no consideration for the fans there. Mm-hmm. And any, t- any talk they have over improving Manchester United mm-hmm. has not been met with anything beyond, you know, leveraging with, with debt, with the promise of transfer signings because Old Trafford is is basically a relic now. Yeah, it yeah, is yeah. drastically need of improvement. Yep. There are so many, many issues within the club that are just not being fixed. So don't forget that the same people who are apologising to you are the mm-hmm. same people who exactly. couldn't give a shit about you last week. Yeah, yeah. so let's not... Th- We've this seen is... their true colours and exactly. this isn't it. What we're seeing in the, in the last 12 hours, in the coming 24 hours, is not... The real them. We've already seen the real but these, them. But do you think, though, that the, the situation needed to have this? You could say, you know, maybe we'll look back in years to come and think, say, well, that didn't make the blindest bit of difference. Or to put a more sort of hopeful spin on it, Pete, is that you look back and you think, actually, that was the tipping point. That was when everyone went, no, this is bollocks. And then you, you start to pull back the layers and you go, yeah, we really, really need to sort this out. Because the Premier League, as we know, you know, the genesis of the actual Premier League itself, da 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 what we need is to is is to campaign the league itself and say no, like when the Glazers turn up or when this these people turn up or whatever. You need to have the fit and proper persons test is a load of bollocks. I mean, you're right to ask the most pessimistic person in in the room. Yeah, but I'm uh, trying right. to get you on board, Peter. <laughs> Uh, no, I don't think. Again, I, I think it all comes down to pressurising sponsors. I, I just think that's the only the only language anyone understands mm-hmm. these days. Stop buying Nissin hot yeah. noodles. <laughs> I'm also a little bit. I mean, I'm I'm slightly reticent to give the other fourteen clubs yeah. their dues for for standing up because knowing what we know of of how football in general operates, you know, this mm. isn't just a twelve or fifteen club problem across Europe. This yeah. is a problem across the entire game. If they were, if any one of them were asked, they'd have. Of course, they would have done. And Everton are the most annoyed because they're the like they're the most close to to actually being like there through a meritocracy, mm-hmm. I suppose. And like it's, you know, and it's, it's no reflection on Everton fans, merely the owners. But you mm-hmm. know, Everton were one of the founding members of the Premier League, weren't weren't they? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, it's it's a, it's a, an amazing turn of events, and it's funny you mentioned the players earlier. You know, Jordan Henderson came out unequivocally and said, "No, we're against this. The players are against this." How fucking mad is that, by the way? Mm-hmm. That they they're in charge of these clubs who spend so much money, who get mm-hmm. in so much money. Who do they pay the most? Yeah. The players. Who do they need to get on side the yeah. most? The players. Well, again, Why it, wouldn't they talk to them? But that goes back to the earlier point of how amateurish it is. Yeah. How it is, oh, we'll probably just do that. And it's fine because they think they're just running a company where the CEO or the head or whatever the company just goes this, right, well, we're now, we're now working eight till six. We're not working nine mm. to five anymore. And everyone's like, oh, that's right. Uh. But they have to go along with it, otherwise we'll sort off then. That's what they think. But, the, but the, <laughs> I sort of think this has given the Champions League a pretty big pass as well. Well, I, we forget yeah, that. Like you said, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. not, it, it, I'm not on board with any of those changes. But I think that the competition is bloated and ridiculous yeah. and stupid, mm-hmm. just as stupid as anything that's been offered in these pants. Yeah. Let's make that very, very clear. Mm-hmm. Better logo, though. Yeah, true enough. But that, that's the thing, isn't it? That the, the Champions League, the reforms that they made, which are dreadful, make no mistake about that, were to try and appease these big clubs. Please don't do a Super League. Please don't do a Super mm. League. And really, you could argue 
that this pressure from the fans has kind of bailed out UEFA might be a bit too strong but it's certainly helped quick to welcome them back weren't they yeah well that's what he said uh, old Seferin, um, he, he said you know the, the, you can turn around from this which was a different tone wasn't it from Monday of you do that and we'll chop your heads off to on Tuesday it was oh we'll, we'll come back we, we will forgive you mm. very different tone Tim uh, Tim Stillman on uh, on Twitter at Stilberto made a brilliant point as this mm-hmm. was all falling apart yesterday um, and said, basically, we're seeing the the boiling frog theory in mm. in action here, whereby is... you can't uh, uh, you a frog will immediately jump out of a pot of boiling water. Yeah. But if you put a frog in lukewarm water and slowly heat it up, it won't know that it's being killed, basically. Uh... And that is essentially, I think, what we have, what we're in danger of having here yeah. if we, if we don't take further action, because yeah, exactly. people will see this as a win outright mm. when really they'll just find other ways of getting to the point where they wanted to get mm. to in a rush. Yeah, when you think about what uh, Andrea Agnelli said, who's obviously been a huge part of this, the, the, the chap at Juventus, there is a blood pact between the clubs. We are going forward. This project has a 100% possibility of success. He said that this morning. No, he didn't say that this morning. He said... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not far off. Um, but it, it was only, what, yesterday or something he said that. That's the kind of language he was using. And now he's had to obviously eat humble pie, a big mm. old slice of humble is pie. Is Ja Rule involved? This is like <laughs> fire festival levels of organisation. Oh, it is. Isn't it? it is. Just a load of like uh, UNESCO, not UNESCO, they do World Heritage Sites. <laughs> what is it? UN, UN tents and uh, yeah. and pet a check in the middle of it, just trying to calm everyone. The fuck <laughs> oh, let's talk about that. That was sensational. Oh, it was good, wasn't it? Amazing Cause he's, scenes. Because he's a keeper, he's yeah. quite tall, quite rangy. Uh-huh. He looked quite magnificent. It had proper. Keggy on the steps of St James's Park after Andy Cole had been sold, rolled up sleeves, He's going to have to trust remonstrating me on this one. with the with, with the fans. You're gonna to have to trust me on this one. Could you have seen yeah. Abramovich when he announced the Super League? You're just gonna trust me on this one. Okay, uh, we can't get relegated from it. Yeah, yeah the yeah. fact that he was a goalkeeper and look, just looks bigger than everyone else <laughs> it really was quite profound. Was he good. could do like the the frog yeah. jump, couldn't he, and cover more ground? Yeah, exactly, and reassure more people. Although, would he have known he was would he have doing, known the he was doing the frog jump? Yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah, that's, that's a good, good point. <laughs> The jumping check theory. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> it but it was extraordinary the scenes outside of Stamford Bridge and well done to those Chelsea fans for, for doing that. I did quite like one band. And we don't say that very often, do we? Well, credit where credit's we due. <laughs> you know, we, we want... did on the tube is terrible afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> we want our, what was it, our cold Wednesday night in Stoke or something. Yeah. Was one yeah. said. Um, but, it, but you know, enormous pressure uh, that was put on there. And I mean, it is, it is very, very funny, of course, to see all this unfold. But as... The the takeaway I think at the moment is let's not all sit back and go yay that's that mm. war won no that's a battle um, which has surprisingly been won very quickly and again should give impetus that perhaps those at the top of the game don't really know what they're doing or they're not as organised or as or as terrifying as um, perhaps we thought but what did you think of the apologies um, Vish Arsenal came out and, and apologised in a way um, Liverpool were a little bit more uh, John Henry was certainly um, more, uh, uh, you know, direct, I suppose, if you like, with, with his apology. What, what did you think of that? I mean, just bollocks, wasn't it? Mm. But like, you know, w- within all the apologies were talk of, you know, we want to take the club forward, we want to do things better. We do you think it was improve. a bit of, we're sorry that you're upset? Yeah, no, it was, yeah. yeah. Mm. I, I, sorry, apologies if, if anyone sorry was offended to by do this. this. Yeah. 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 It, was, it was a bit like... I don't know. Like people grow out of that stage where they think they can change someone. Usually in their teens, where they think they can, 
you know, they can they'll accept apology after apology after apology after being wronged. And I think this is this is the thing about this particular iteration of this threat that it seems so real, and that and the fact that they seem so like sure that they would they'd get away with yeah. it. We we get this every season at Newcastle. Mike Ashley he, he never speaks in public, but when Newcastle flirt with relegation, and we'll probably get another one this, at the end of this season, um, he comes out and sort of goes, "I'm really sorry about you know I will do better. I'm not a rich man. I've got all this stuff and pleads <laughs> pleads absolute poverty." Um, so you know it, it's just all mealy mouth bollocks. It's just nonsense. A load of bollocks, ladies and gentlemen. A load of bollocks. Um, but we're certainly enjoying this moment. All right, everybody, let's have a quick break. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. He has never complained about the referees and the action, but this action is really incredible. Incredible. <laughs> Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. It's now time for your emails, and it's Toby Elliott on the jingle. If you got a new nickname for Pete, or you're a big fan of Vish. If you want Jules to swear at you, or you think Jim's a dish. If you like Kate's pop culture references, or got a Sven story for Speller. If you disagree with Luke, or think that Andy's far too clever, email show at footballramble.com. What a little John Legend. 
<laughs> From Dale, evening gents. Since the news broke about the ESL, I've heard 30 hours of football media members complaining about how it is bad for fans, but none of you has made a case about why it is bad. If you're also mad, maybe explain why. Point number two is that it is still 800 years before an English person is allowed to be indignant about anything seriously. And the third point is that you all sound like people at the end of the Dark Ages complaining that the church is losing its absolute power. That is how the Renaissance started. You have completely missed the mark. And just so you dum-dums understand, if all those teams aren't in the Champions League, it would actually be easier for teams such as Ajax to win it. But instead of recognising that fact, you complain that Ajax would be locked out of winning the ESL. At least try and use your brain. Apologies will be accepted once you understand and acknowledge your mistakes. Sorry for that. Dan. Sorry about that. Just changed my mind completely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's yeah. just it's not the rantings of a of a madman. Yeah. <laughs> was that sent in an excrement? Was it? Still <laughs> <laughs> one of the watertight jiffy bags. Yeah. <laughs> Eight hundred years. Thanks, yeah. Dale. 800 yeah, I, years. I said that I thought that was a joke, and then the 800 years thing makes me think it's actually been true, truthful. He actually we were, believes that. We, oh, we had a quick Google. 800 years ago, Genghis Khan was doing his best work. Well, look. He had got as far as He'd love the Super League, wouldn't he? He was the Super League. <laughs> yeah, he was a Super League unto himself. All That's that, what they say about him. There was no amount of fan protesting that could deter that man. <laughs> <laughs> Good oh, Show at footballramble.com. Mm-hmm. Everybody for to, to send your nonsense, um, right, gentlemen? Um, we hadn't didn't mention the first half. We'll mention it now. That Ed Woodward is going to be walking away from Manchester United. Vish, is that a victory? Or are you going to miss him? Um, I suppose in some ways I'll, I'll miss him because it got to a stage where you know you could when when something happens in the world and it, and it throws you off kilter, you. Mm-hmm. Even something in your personal life you can attribute to being de- brought down by that particular event. So beyond transfers, I- I'd like to blame Edward Wood for making me put on weight over the pandemic. Yeah. I feel like he's <laughs> quite responsible for that. Mm-hmm. Um, hay fever, probably, yeah, probably him. That's, that's hit me him. quite hard this yeah. year. To be um, you see, ha- Harry Maguire confronted him apparently. Uh, at, the, at a meeting over the players not knowing anything about the plan. I was going to say, like, I, I tweeted yesterday that there's nothing that Harry Maguire couldn't head away, but then I thought, why didn't Edward would just, like, back up a bit and just run around his blind side? <laughs> oh. He wouldn't have been picked up. Edward was like, it's a statue from the from the atrium has just ran in. <laughs> I've not seen anything like this in 800 years. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, it is interesting that Manchester United, I mean, what what do the, you know... The Glazers much scrutinised, of course. You compare them to Manchester City, who who were one. I think were they the first to, to pull out? Of well, the... so, so Chelsea and Man City were the last to get on board. Ironically, the two with the most money out of all of them. But that's what that's the point, though, isn't it? Yeah. Some people said that they actually don't need the money. Yeah. Whereas, whereas if you look at the finances of Real Madrid in particular and Barcelona, they obviously need the money. Agnelli's had enough of Serie A and has been the Agnelli family dynasty. You know, have been probably saying this. For <laughs> he's he's like, so he's not officially resigned yet because there were conflicting no, reports. No, 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 no. He's not. He's not going to. You can't resign from your own family, can you? No, exactly. <laughs> I think people misunderstand the situation at Juventus. <laughs> Right. <laughs> They've very much got that locked in. The way the way that the way it was framed though, there was an element of like, oh right, we'll get Man City and Chelsea involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll have a meeting. Yeah, fine. Like maybe they can pick up the tab as well. Mm. Just like we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll get the next round. Well, but. that's what they want. They want the money. Yeah. They they want a piece of the Premier League pie. And obviously, they say to the Premier League, we'll, we'll come in. I'm not saying oh poor innocent Premier League here by the way, or the, these teams. But it's like we'll come in. We've all got the money. Philanthropic Sheikh Mansour. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but but the, the, a lot of the articles saying that they have a huge desire to be liked. 
right. that Manchester City own is a huge mm. desire because, you know, it is, one could argue, it's a, big a different old, kind of project, isn't it? It is and, very and it, different. And it's and a big it, old PR exercise. Well, as teams well. like Chelsea, teams like Manchester mm-hmm. City, they were the ones that kind of like they were asked, you know, they were last in the door and, and first out pretty much. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason for that. They don't need they they they're not expecting a return on their investment to mm-hmm. that degree, mm-hmm. but obviously clubs like Liverpool and Manchester United very much do and get frequently. Yes, and uh, you go on, Fisher. So I was, I was saying on the uh, apologies on the on the Woodward thing specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, obviously it's a huge thing for Manchester United and and more specifically Manchester United fans because mm-hmm. he has been the biggest ally of the Glazers within. Within Manchester, I suppose, within mm-hmm. Old Trafford, you know, mm-hmm. don't really see anything from Joel Glazer beyond that astonishing quote on the on the first ESL statement. But there's certainly a feeling now that with um, if Woodward's going to go, given that he helped facilitate the takeover of Manchester United um, while he was at JP Morgan, mm-hmm. and one of his first roles at Manchester United was essentially to assist the Glazer family. I can't mm-hmm. remember what the actual title was, but he was essentially there. He was a glorified butler in many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and and has worked his way, you know, all the way up through the chain to Manchester United to to be in the position that he was, I suppose, able to resign from. Um, so yeah, I mean, he's fundamentally a good thing, and I, and I think a lot of people were saying yesterday that they, that it essentially could be the start of the Glazers selling up, really. Because I did wonder actually with with Cronkite at Arsenal, with Henry at Liverpool, and with the Glazers at Manchester United. This has been the end game in many ways. Mm-hmm. This is where they saw the return yeah, on, exactly. on that investment. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if, if it's if this has properly been torpedoed, mm-hmm. certainly in the next five years in it, and in its current guise as the European Super League, mm-hmm. then I wonder if they might think, right, well, well, fuck it and, and fuck all of you because we don't we wanted mm-hmm. money, you're not going to give us it, so we'll sell up. Yeah, in I mean- which case... Enjoy your debt, yeah, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Glory to God, yeah. yeah but, the end, but the end game is, is really to turn it into that sort of NFL franchise kind of thing, you know, and, and you they forget it is a football club. Yeah, um, but the, the thing about the NFL franchise is that, like, people see return on their money one yeah. way or another, whether yes, it's exactly, by moving yeah. it out or, you know, bear in mind, like, one of the, um, I'm, I'm probably going to get this this some of the details in this wrong, but, you know, beyond the, aside from the Green Bay Packers, mm-hmm. all, the, all the fancy stadiums that you see at all mm. these NFL um, franchises are you know, kind of funded by the cities they're in mm. and the states they're in, not by the franchises themselves. Mm. So there's so much that they get away with over there that they thought they could get away with here. Yeah. Mm. And the Glazers in buying buy Manchester United, you know, so, someone once told me this, like an economist once told me this a while ago, and it does, it does make sense, but like Manchester United created a brand whereby mm. they're similar to McDonald's and Coca-Cola, they can never really go bust. Yeah. And they saw that and thought, well, brilliant. Mm. It's a perfect way to make money. If, mm. if we can't, you know, become insolvent, we can do whatever the fuck we want. I think it was last year they took a 23, 24 million pound dividend. I mean, like that's... Good eating, isn't it? It's good, it's good eating. <laughs> debt, debt, debt's up. I think they're back in the back in the uh, back in profit this year mm-hmm. after the pandemic. So, look, Woodward's left the club in a in a pretty decent state. You would you would argue. Mm. I mean, I, I thought it was interesting that when 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 everybody was saying, he's done a great job." If Jurgen Klopp resigned, you know, what was that that quote? Someone said, "Oh, there was a, there was an article last. I forget where it was. And they said in in before it really unravelled, they were like, well, Jurgen Klopp, he's missed his chance to be Winston Churchill here.'" Because if he'd have resigned, you know, it was just like, yes, brilliant. So there was a lot of chat of what's Jurgen Klopp going to say and do. Mm. Guardiola came out and said what he said. I want to say sorry to Jurgen. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and all this. Nobody was putting any any uh, pressure on on Solskjaer. 
to come out <laughs> Well, I, I think he, probably, he looks like a little boy, yeah. though, doesn't he? He yeah. looks like standing. I mean, is, is your the, dad here? I don't, <laughs> can we speak to your dad? What he should have said was, um, he should have said that ESL is just, it's just all about ego winning the ESL, shouldn't he? <laughs> that was where the quote should have been. He thought, oh, you use that up. I think he got away with the fact that he did press before the game on Sunday, didn't he? So there was an element of like, oh, uh, I, oh, he he could, mm-hmm. you know, he, he might have been ignorant, but he, you know, he could certainly like put that across. And so Alex Ferguson came out on on Sunday evening and and vocalised his. Mm-hmm. This boy, I suppose, yeah, they're Solskjaer's dad, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I very much enjoyed uh, Pep sort of saying, he very carefully sort of worded, he sort of said, uh, I'd love the president, the president of the committee to take us through the reasons why, you know, the, the, this, this new uh, competition has, has come about. It's like, your own club was part of it. <laughs> Ask your boss. <laughs> Never mind anybody else's. Indeed. My word. Indeed. All right, then. Now it's time for a bit of Pop Antonio Conte. I prefer to kill him. Two footballers mashed together. You've oh. got to figure out who the bloody hell I'm talking about. By the way, what, the, oh. what did Antonio Conte think of this? Because Inter were involved. And presumably True, he wasn't yeah. consulted. And that's a man you don't want to get on the wrong side. <laughs> yeah. uh, Although, like, merging two footballers together is surely the next step of, uh-huh. you know, some Super League plan. <laughs> about the fly. Just Definitely. get them in and, like, yeah, see what comes out. Yeah. Um, right. Uh, are you guys ready? I'm ready. All right, okay. Uh... Do we work together on this? No. <laughs> but I mean, it feels like it. Yeah. <laughs> We're both in it together. We, we both have the same enemy. <laughs> um, I am the Dark Lord of Middle Earth and I am the eventless president. <laughs> Dark Lord of Middle Earth. Hello. Do we not get the music? Yeah. No, if, if you want, yeah. Uh... Andrea Agnelli is the second one. Right. <laughs> Dark Lord of Middle Earth. I've never seen it. Oh. Uh, yesterday it was 24 and Gollum. Was Lord of the Rings Gollum no not Gollum's a small little troll fella yeah. um, Frodo <laughs> no he's a good one rules anymore, honestly. <laughs> Sauron 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 we do work together. Yeah. That was a little kind of aperitif for, for yeah. the main event. There was another one as well, Edward Wood Voldemort. Woodward Voldemort. I, yeah. I didn't know the Voldemort's first name, so it, it meant nothing to me as well. So that's okay. why What's Voldemort's first name? Uh, something word? Vod? Vod? Vod Voldemort? Oh, Lord. <laughs> Lord Voldemort. That's all. I mean, we're having... Nordic Vod Voldemort. <laughs> we're having a go at these ESL people being shambolic. <laughs> we can't. We can't bring anything uh, better to the table. Okay. But here is the main event yes. from Graham Bingham. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Graham, for this particular uh, clue. I am an Aussie striker who scored 11 goals in 43 international appearances and I am a supposedly 44-year-old Olympic gold medalist. Aussie striker. Olympic gold medalist, 44. Mm-hmm. Supposed. Who? Mm. I don't know. It's supposed. John Aloisi. I was thinking Aloisi. It was Mark Viducanu. (laughs) You had it. You had it. I can't believe he only scored 11 goals for Australia. Yeah. Considering that he played in that era when they would be. He was injured a lot of the time. Yeah, but they they would play like Samoa and stuff and beat him 40. But I feel like he wouldn't play, would he? Because Uh, there was a stage where they wouldn't do the travel. Yeah. Yeah. Mark Viducanu. <laughs> All right, here's the next uh, clue. Oh, I got another one. You get another one. You get Thank another chance to redeem yourself in the eyes of Sorrel. When is your chance to redeem yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Never. And to be ben. fair, it would have been Mark Viduka Nwankwakano, so it wouldn't have worked. 
Bingham. Really? It's Bingham's fault. I'm not having a go at you. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you just I'm happened just to read it out. Yummy Bingham. Like he was never known just as Carno. No, I, I always, no, I always <laughs> come up him. Oh, I there goes go, Nuangno. Oh, there goes Fuashola <laughs> Amiobi. Yeah, good. All right, Ben Thomas. Come on, Benny. Don't let Thank us Thank you, Ben. I played for the Holy Trinity of Real Madrid, Barcelona and Portsmouth. I was born in Lan and went on to play for Man United and became a Newcastle cult hero in the late 90s. You've got this one. Robert Prozanetsky. Robert Prozanetsky. Ketspire. Born in Lan. Where's Lan? Ireland. <laughs> ah, I don't know. Robert Prozanetsky. Prozanetsky. Oh, come on. Well, I did help you out there. Vish has got it. I reckon Vish has got Vish on both occasions managed mm. to sort of get in there. Yeah, 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 he did, yeah. Yeah, cool. Sorry about that, everybody. Sorry. I am the Super League. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I enjoy, Mark, how much you enjoy the competitiveness of that game because you are quite a competitive person. But um, when you fail, <laughs> you don't enjoy it. No, it's I like you, 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 you're your own worst enemy. You have no idea. <laughs> How high I could fly. Um, uh, indeed, yes. Well, well he's I... had a big proposal fall through in the last 48 hours. <laughs> An enormous proposal. He was the shadowy figure behind this whole thing. Yeah. Very shadowy. Strings. Very shadowy indeed. Um, gentlemen, there was a match last night. It ended Chelsea nil. <laughs> there generally nil. was there. Yeah, there was. <laughs> it was always going to end nil-nil. Although, oh, Welbs nearly scored a beauty, didn't he? I'm worried that all of these matches until the end of the season are going to end nil-nil because of this bollocks that we've had to sort of wade through for the past few days. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it was funny, wasn't it, that um, uh, Thomas Tuchel was... He was a bit sort of tongue-tied at times, wasn't he, when he was sort of saying, did this affect you? What What do you think? And he was a bit like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> do you, that, that, that's, that's an interesting point, though. Do you think it's a product now of the fact that more managers are... are I suppose we have more managers in football who aren't who weren't necessarily high level footballers, yeah, and who don't who are so absorbed they're nerds basically. Mm-hmm. They're so absorbed in the in the tactics tactics of it that they don't really want to pay too much attention to what happens above their heads. Because mm-hmm. I thought that with Guardiola, even though he was obviously a, a top level player, that his reaction to it, even though he knows who his employers are, was an, was a bit like. It's like they don't understand football. And it's like, yeah, but you speak to these people. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. And I wondered about Tuchel with that, in that mm. regard, yeah. Uh-huh. A big point for Brighton, though. It was. Georgie played in the, well. In the relegation. He was, he was very gifable last night. He was, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it was it was a big point for Brighton. You know, because again, lest we forget, there is a Premier League going on right mm. now. Teams are trying to get into the top four because apparently it means something now for certain teams. It's Chelsea West Ham the weekend. That's that's a big, big match. Well, it is a big match and uh, everyone will be probably supporting West Ham. Uh, they will. Uh, neutral, if, only their, <laughs> if only their medical team could support them a little better because <laughs> they're all injured. <laughs> Do you know. think this is... This is it for, for Fulham. Because I, I, I wondered in the relegation battle, it helps mm. when you've got two teams to try and claw after. And now, it's, now it feels like it's just Burnley. Well, if I'm honest with you, I was holding out for the Super League to happen because Fulham do have a billionaire American owner. <laughs> yeah. I thought to myself, when that swimming pool's up on the thing, surely we'll be away. Uh, no, I think, I, think Fulham have, uh, I think Fulham are all but down and I've thought that for a number of weeks now. Um, which mm. is a shame because Newcastle, old St. Maximan has, has to put the burners on and he's and he's, he's away, dragging them out. Away a little bit, yeah. Well, that's the thing. He's a one man creative industry. A, a player of that quality. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd just like to jump in. Uh, Lan is in Northern Ireland. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I said Ireland earlier. Oh, I see. Northern Ireland. Yeah, yeah. It was in the island of Ireland. It's in the island of Ireland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There we are. Uh, excellent. Um, <laughs> he still got it though, didn't he? He still got it. He still got it. Didn't that's need why it. I didn't, didn't get it. it. 
<laughs> I, I got it in protest. You did, you did, you did. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, there's reports that Barcelona have offered Sergio Aguero a two-year deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Presumably, was that before or after? The plans got scuppered because presumably they thought we got a bit more money now. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry about that. We can't. Uh, we, we can't go ahead. Um, mm. I quite like it for, mm. for two reasons. I, I, I think it'd be it's nice. an underwhelming signing for Messi <laughs> to <laughs> get upset about. <laughs> <laughs> three okay, three reasons. That's one of them. <laughs> Second reason that like I, I, I like I'd like to think that Aguero can can still do it, mm. and I'd be, it'd be interesting to see oh, of how they he can. Yeah how they work around him because it feels like beyond Messi mm-hmm. or rather, you know, the example of the Messi goal on the weekend was a great example of how everything around Messi is starting to work a little bit better now. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and I, the third reason I like it is that I like the idea that because of Barcelona are in this financial strife that they have to sign geriatrics. <laughs> they have to, old though, is he? I know, but like, but you know, injuries have taken a bit out of him. I yeah. like the fact that they're going to be, <laughs> they're going to have to become what, People always assume the A League and the MLS are mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. MLS. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. There's that's um, right. apparently in the back of the next year's City shirt. There's going to be a tribute to his goal at QPR. Oh, which is Scott scored ninety three in the in the in the back of the uh, in the back of the shirt. There's going to have his, the time that he scored the the, the winning goal. It's a nice little tribute, I think. I think they should do a lot more of that. I think think they're going to do similar on the back of the Manchester United shirt. Well, it'll be Phil Jones's face looking up at the big screen (laughs) (laughs) when that goal goes in. Stadium alive. Poor Phil. Poor Phil. Uh, Tonight, gentlemen, uh, Tottenham Hotspur. Those super Spurs are going to be playing Southampton and Aston Villa are playing Manchester City. Uh, Spurs, obviously, um, looking for a a new manager long-term. Ryan Mason's been given the job to the end of the season. 29-year-old Ryan Mason. Youngest manager in Premier League history, I think that would make him. Mm. Too young. Do you think? I think it is as well. Would he have been born? No, he wouldn't have been born after the millennium, would he? I, I... Draw the line at any manager. It's not being a twenty-year-old manager. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very, very stupid. Okay. <laughs> All right. um, well, Brendan Rodgers has ruled himself out of the running. Tottenham is a fantastic club. It's a huge club, but my focus is here. I'm at a world-class training facility. The project we're in, we still want to develop and have a lot of work to do. And we haven't tarnished ourselves with that European <laughs> Super League bollocks. He may have, may or not have added. Yeah, it'd be, I think it'd be mad for Rodgers to leave. They're doing such mm. good work at Leicester. He seems to have everything he needs there, and they're more likely yeah. to be in the Champions League. Yeah, <laughs> and like I, I can. Un- the only reason I could see Spurs convincing him to have a chat is by putting money on the table. But beyond mm. that, like, yeah. he's, he's been got burned great before with stuff like that. Though, yeah, oh, well, hundred percent. Yeah, maybe that helps as well. I think. I think he's got to test the biscuit. Yes, rebuilding one's reputation, enjoying where one is in football, and having good resources and so on. Like that's okay. But it, uh, but you but can't you just say, yeah, I'm all right here. But do you not think because of what he's done with? Leicester City, that it's rebuilt. Do you, do you not think that... No, I know. I do think his reputation yeah, is rebuilt. Yeah. That's, that's what I think as well. I, I think with all due respect to Celtic, that was part of the rebuilding, as was his first well, it was. season or two at Leicester. It was, because you go up to Celtic and it's a bit of a free hit. Um, you know, Rangers weren't as good as they are, but I think even if they were, if he was still there now, I think they would, it would, you know, it'd be a real fierce title race there, unlike we've seen this year. So I think you, you, you're right, um, because when he left Liverpool, his reputation was slightly tarnished and... And so we're now, I think it's sky high. But those who that's, have... That's where the National Space Centre is, Marcus. Well, not in Leicester. Is, yeah. yeah, there you are. Sky so. high. There we are. And beyond. And beyond, yeah, absolutely. Um, but those, you know, rebuilding the reputation and maybe going to Celtic, it's interesting that uh, Jose Marino is being linked to the job. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what was it that Rogers said that he was uniting both sides of Glasgow? Oh, 
I, I mean, I, I've, I've, I've massively done him a disservice there. Yeah, there was something I remember. Yeah, someone, someone like he was in a traffic jam and a Rangers fan came up to me and I like, thank you for for what you're bringing to the city. Something like that. <laughs> something like Imagine it. what Mourinho is going to be like oh, in that setting. I, that would be quite funny. I, Enjoyable. I can't wait. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Maurizio Sarri is being linked with the Spurs job, which is a lovely one. Well, they've kept tabs on him. Tabs, yeah. cigarettes, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, I got you. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. All right, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen, uh, there we are. Uh, on tomorrow's show, Jules, Andy and Luke are going to be uh, in your ears. Uh, but thank you very much, Vitushin and Hantaraja. Thank you. Thank you very much, Peter Donaldson. Ta-ta. Thank you very much, everybody. See you soon. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network. 